Welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 739 for release on Sunday, April 23rd, 2023. On WaveScan today... Omaha, Nebraska, on shortwave. Lots of DX news from Japan, the Philippines, and Bangladesh. And other news as well. The American state of Nebraska is located in the center of the continental United States, and its name is taken from an original American Indian name, meaning flat water. The name Platte River is derived from the French language, and it also means flat water. The Platte River runs eastward across Nebraska, and it flows into the Missouri-Mississippi River system. With more now on Omaha, Nebraska, here's Ray Robinson. Thanks, Jeff. The first Europeans to visit the Nebraskan area were the Spanish, who arrived as fur traders more than 300 years ago. Soon afterwards, the French from nearby Canada began to demonstrate a similar commercial interest in that same area. The city of Omaha is the largest city in the state of Nebraska, with a population approaching one million, and the city name Omaha was also a local Indian name for the area. The twin cities of Council Bluffs in Iowa, combined with Omaha in Nebraska, are in reality a single combined city that's divided east and west by the Missouri River, which forms the state line running north and south between the two cities. In our program today, we investigate the shortwave scene in the city of Omaha, and we begin not in Omaha, but in Council Bluffs across the river in Iowa. It's the story of a well-known medium wave station with what was a very appropriate call sign KOIL. Radio station KOIL made its first broadcast on July the 10th, 1925 from a newly constructed radio building at 600 Huntington Avenue, Fairmont, on the Los Hills overlooking the city of Council Bluffs and the Missouri River. Two days later, a formal inauguration ceremony was conducted during the evening of Sunday, July the 12th, 1925, with a speech by the then mayor, George Harding. Music for the live opening ceremonies was provided by local vocalists with the Blackstone Orchestra from the Blackstone Hotel in Omaha. The well-known radio pioneer Dr. Lee DeForest was born in Council Bluffs, and at the time of the official opening of radio station KOIL, he was on vacation in Switzerland. However, Dr. DeForest sent a cable message of greetings to the new radio station KOIL on the occasion of their special opening ceremony. The new medium-wave radio broadcasting station in Council Bluffs was owned by the Mona Oil Company, hence their special call sign, KOIL. The reliable 500-watt Western Electric transmitter on 1080 kHz was considered high-powered back then, and the station operated its own power generator plant. Two towers at a height of 150 feet supported a V-shaped antenna system. 
Two and a half years later, on December the 1st, 1927, medium wave KOIL began the parallel broadcast of its programming on shortwave. The experimental shortwave station W9XU operated with 500 watts on 4910 kHz, and it was planned as the beginning of a new international shortwave service. However, their initial good intention was unfortunately unsuccessful. A little over a year later, in February 1929, radio station KOIL tried again to launch an international shortwave service via their experimental 500-watt transmitter W9XU, though on a different shortwave channel, this time 6060 kHz. The transmitter itself cost them $5,000. At that stage, they were on the air for 14 hours daily with local programming and a relay from CBS in New York. Reception reports on their shortwave service came in from most American states and beyond. However, after a year of experimental international broadcasting, their shortwave service again came to an end, this time forever. In addition, changes were also on the way for their medium-wave units, KOIL. In 1931, they installed a new and large studio in the Brandeis Building at 210 South 16th Street in Omaha. In 1936, their city of license was officially changed from Council Bluffs, Iowa to Omaha, Nebraska. And in 1937, station KOIL relocated to the Omaha National Bank Building to join two already established medium wave stations, KFAB and KFOR. In 1941, they built a new transmitter site at Lake Manawa, south of Council Bluffs, and they finally closed their original station on the hills overlooking the city complex. The old building was remodelled into apartments, though the nearby outlook is to this day still identified as KOIL Point. These days, the studios for KOIL Radio are located at the junction of Dodge Street and 50th Avenue in Omaha. Two other medium-wave stations in Omaha operated a mobile shortwave radio broadcasting unit for use with outside broadcasts in the era before World War II. Station WOW had a Chevrolet radio truck with a callsign KAID, and Station WNAL operated a portable unit for outside broadcasts under the callsign W9XAB with 50 watts on 2855 kHz. Radio station KFAB signed on in the Buick dealership building in Lincoln, Nebraska, with 200 watts on 1250 kHz on December 4, 1924. Their studios were on the mezzanine floor overlooking the ground floor, and the two antenna towers, at 75 feet tall and 90 feet apart, stood on the roof of the six-storey building. Soon afterwards, medium wave station KFAB received a reception report from a listener in the Belgian Congo in Africa. Radio station KFAB launched an extravaganza program in honour of their first anniversary on December 4, 1925. A total of five orchestras participated in the evening program, together with an additional 200 musical performers. One year later, they received a reception report from a listener living in the Pacific Islands of Samoa. In 1931, station KFAB opened a set of studios on the 11th floor in the Omaha National Bank at the corner of 17th and Farnham Streets in Omaha, and that proved to be the beginning of their license transfer from Lincoln to the nearby and larger city of Omaha. 
Ten years later, in 1941, the FCC opened a hearing regarding the request from KFAB to officially move to Omaha with a new 50-kilowatt transmitter on 1110 kHz. Now, the FCC granted approval for the technical move to Omaha, but with World War II raging in Europe and then the Pacific, there was a nationwide shortage of many commodities, including heavy-duty radio parts. However, during the next year, 1942, radio station KFAB began to assemble transmitter equipment in anticipation of the coming move. However, at that stage, the federal government began a rapid move to upgrade and increase the national shortwave capability, and additional transmitters were planned for the Crosley shortwave station at Mason, north of Cincinnati, Ohio. The new high-tension power supply and modulator equipment already awaiting installation at the new KFAB medium-wave station in Omaha was granted to the expanding shortwave station at Mason. Together with additional new equipment from the RCA factory at Camden, New Jersey, a new shortwave transmitter was assembled, and it was granted a Crosley call sign as WLWK. That hybrid shortwave transmitter, with KFAB and RCA equipment, was taken into Voice of America service in August of the following year, 1943. Another interesting aspect of shortwave usage in the Nebraskan area was the FCC monitoring station that was installed near the city of Grand Island, and it's our intention to present that interesting story quite soon here in WaveScan. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you, Ray Robinson, at KVOH in Los Angeles. Although WaveScan has been with you every week during the past three weeks, I had actually recorded those programs in advance as I've just returned from three weeks in Australia and the South Pacific. I was on a cruise ship that was supposed to stop at Port Vila in Vanuatu, where I had planned to visit Radio Vanuatu. However, two cyclones hit that part of Vanuatu shortly before our cruise, so the ship did not stop in Port Vila. Olsemwan National Broadcaster, Radio Vanuatu, emi one important source plong information, wo emi savi influencem, mo make change long standard, mo value, through long use plong language wo yumi usum. Radio Vanuatu there, uh, which has been reported on 7260 kHz shortwave. We did stop at a small island in the Vanuatu archipelago called Mystery Island, but there's no radio station there. In fact, there's no electricity on the island, and there are no inhabitants. Residents of a larger island nearby called Anatium travel by boat to Mystery Island when a cruise ship is scheduled to arrive, and they sell local handicrafts to the tourists. They also perform local music for the tourists, which we recorded, and will bring you at the end of the program today. In addition to Mystery Island, we visited Noumea, the beautiful capital of the French territory of New Caledonia. There are many radio stations in New Caledonia, but unfortunately no shortwave stations anymore. (laughs) 
la une de l'actualité ce matin, la Nouvelle-Calédonie compte une dixième victime, 19e victime de la route, 19 morts et 70 blessés depuis le début de l'année. Les jeunes sont les principales victimes, vous l'entendrez. That was the news there from Nouvelle-Calédonie, la première, the official radio station of New Caledonia. While we were gone, our WaveScan DX correspondents were busy filing their April reports, so we're going to present all of them to you today, beginning with our Japan DX report from Yukiko Tsuji. Hello and welcome to the DX report of the month from Japan Showtime Club, aided by Toshi Otake, and I'm Yukiko Tsuji. We have several DX reports from our club members this week. Mizima Radio via Taiwan was heard on 17755 kilohertz on March 4th from 0340 to the sign-off at 0430 UTC in Burmese. SIO rating was 554. Talk and music program were broadcast. ID was given at 0400. KTWR Guam was heard on 13740 kHz on March 3rd from 1243 with interval signal to 1302 UTC in English. SIO rating was 454. Women of Hope was aired at 12.45, followed by Hope with God at 12.59. Interval signal was played again at 13.00, followed by the program in Hindi at 13.01. Tajik Radio from Yangiuri, Tajikistan, was received on 4.765 kHz on March 3rd, from 19.20, to 1937 UTC in Tajik. SIO rating was 242. Talk program was aired. BBC World Service via Oman was heard on 12065 kHz on March 4th from 11.58 with interval signal to the sign-off at 12.59 UTC in English. SIO rating was 454. World News was broadcast at 1200, followed by World Book Club at 1206, News at 1230, and World Book Club at 1232. Radio Sana via Saudi Arabia was heard on 11860 kHz on March 1st, from 2240 to 2305 UTC in Arabic. SIO rating was 353. Arabic songs were played until 22.45, then talk program by a male announcer started. Arabic songs were aired again at 22.53. ID was given at 23.02, then another talk program by a male announcer was on the air. Voice of Turkey was received on 15380 kHz on March 12, from 13.45, to the sign-off at 1354 UTC in Urdu. SIO rating was 353. Talk program and the Turkish songs were broadcast. Channel 292 from Robach, Germany, was received on 9670 kHz on March 4th from 2048 to 2102 UTC. SIO rating was 332. Russian program was broadcast until 20.59, then music and ID were aired in English. Pop music program followed after that. 
Radio Multi from Greenville, USA was heard on 7355 kilohertz on March 11th from 0820 to 0830 UTC in Spanish. SIO rating was 353. Talk program by a male announcer was on the air. Audio was given at 0827 and jingle at 0830. Radio Tama from Funin, Peru was heard on 4775 kilohertz on March 6 from 1013 to 1106 UTC in Spanish. SIO rating was 343. Local pop music and talk program were aired. ID was given at 1101. Finally, Japan Showtube Club issued QSO cards for the correct reports on our segment of WaveScan program. We are issuing QSO card by email to the report sent by email. Our address for your email report is jswcqsl at live.jp. I repeat, jswcqsl at live.jp. Starting January, we are issuing a new verification card for the year 2023. Our QSL verifier was changed to Mr. Sakae Obara. We continue to issue the printed QSL card by the same system as before. Your report should be addressed to JSWC PO Box 44, Kamakura, which is K A M A K U R A, postal code 248-8691, Japan. One ILC or two US dollars for return postage will be appreciated. For this edition of DX Report, we would like to thank Mr. Yoshiaki Hayashi, Mr. Seiichi Hosono, Mr. Iwao Nagatani, Mr. Tetsuya Toriumi, Mr. Chiaki Shimada, and Mr. Kazuaki Oikawa for sharing the information with us. Thank you for listening, and please join us for our next edition of DX Report of Japan Showtime Club. I'm Yukiko Tsuji in Tokyo. Thank you, Yukiko. Now we're off to the Philippines. Here's Henry Omatai. Hello everyone, to our dear shortwave listeners, wherever you are, welcome to the April 9th edition of the Philippine DX. This report number 193. I'm Henry Umada in Bacolod City, Negros Occidental Central Philippines. Glad to be back and thank you for listening. I would like to thank the following listeners for sending the reception report most recently. Mr. Ding Lu in Changsha Province in China. Mr. Jose Jacob in Hyderabad, India. Mr. Douglas Copeland in Manitoba, Canada, Mr. Pranab Kumar Ray in West Bengal, India, and Mr. Chan Sakari Alvarez in Cavite here in the Philippines. To all of you, thank you very much. Reception logs for March 2023. March 4 in NHK World Radio Japan on 15 to 8 sir, in Japanese from Miyamata at 0723 SAO555. March 4, KCBS Pyongyang on 11680 in Korean from Kangchi at 729 SAO555. March 4, China Radio International on 17680 in Malayalam from Kunming Aning at 1010 SAO555. March 4, Voice of America on 15150 in Chinese from Odentani. At 12.38, SAO 333, March 4, Radio New Zealand International, uh, 13.755 in English, Pram Rajitaki at 
SIO 343, March 4, Radio Taiwan International, uh, 12.065 in Cantonese from Paochong at 10.20, SIO 555, March 11, BBC World Service on 11.735 in English from Kranji at 10.24, SIO 55, March 11, Voice of America on 9.795 in Chinese from Tinang. At 10.25, SIO 5.55, March 18, Radio Free Asia on 13.685 in Laochan from Tinian Island. At 10.10, SIO 5.55, March 18, FMS Radio on 12.095 in Mong from Bukawi. At 11.13, SIO 4.44, March 18, Radio Taiwan International on 9.740 in Japanese from Paochong. At 11.15, SIO 5.55, March 25, Radio Taiwan International on 9.695 in Vietnamese from Paochong. At 11.10, SIO 5.55, March 25, China Radio International on 12.070 in Filipino from Sanyang. At 11.39, SIO 5.55, March 25, Voice of Vietnam on 12.020. In English, from Hanoi Santai at 11.41, SIO 444N, March 25, Adventist World Radio on 12.040 in Sunda. From Agat Guam at 11.40, SIO 444. Send us your comments, suggestions, reception logs, and informations to pilipinasdx at gmail.com. That's P-I-L-I-P-I-N-S-D-X for pilipinasdx at gmail.com. This has been Henry Wendai for WaveScan in Bacolod City. Thanks very much, Henry. Every April 18th, radio amateurs worldwide take to the airwaves in celebration of World Amateur Radio Day. It was on this day in 1925 that the International Amateur Radio Union was formed in Paris. Amateur radio experimenters were the first to discover that the shortwave spectrum, far from being a wasteland, could support worldwide propagation. Amateur radio pioneers met in Paris in 1925 and created the IARU to support amateur radio worldwide. Just two years later at the International Radio Telegraph Conference, amateur radio gained the allocations still recognized today, 160, 80, 40, 20, and 10 meters. Thanks to the support of enlightened administrations in every part of the globe, Radio amateurs are now able to experiment and communicate in frequency bands strategically located throughout the radio spectrum. From the 25 countries that formed the IARU in 1925, it has grown to include 160 member societies in three regions. IARU Region 1 includes Europe, Africa, the Middle East, and Northern Asia. Region 2 covers the Americas and Region 3 is comprised of Australia, New Zealand, the Pacific Island nations, and most of Asia. The International Telecommunication Union, ITU, has recognized the IARU as representing the interests of amateur radio. Today, amateur radio is more popular than ever, with more than 3 million licensed operators worldwide. In celebration of World Amateur Radio Day, IARU and its member societies are conducting a special two-week on-the-air event running from the 11th to the 25th of April. Special event stations are operating from around the world, making two-way radio contacts. And here at Wavescan, our regular contributor, Jost Jacob in India, whose amateur call sign is VU2JOS, has recorded the following special message for us. (laughs) 
CQ, CQ, CQ. This is Victor Uniform 2 Juliet Oscar Sierra. VU2JOS. Jos Jacob from National Institute of Amateur Radio, Hyderabad, India. Wishing you all a happy World Amateur Radio Day 2023. Long live radio. 73 bye bye. This is Victor Uniform 2 Juliet Oscar Sierra. VU2JOS signing off. Thank you, Josh Jacob in Hyderabad, India, and best wishes to all of our WaveScan listeners who are amateur radio operators around the world. By the way, Josh passed on to us an item from Radio Info Asia informing us that the BBC Persian Language Service has ended. After 82 years of operation, the final program of BBC Persian, or Farsi Radio, was broadcast on Sunday, March 26th. The Farsi Radio Service was launched as part of the BBC's Empire Service on December 29, 1940, with support from the Foreign Office during World War II. It provided the latest political, social, economic, and sports news relevant to Afghanistan, Iran, and Tajikistan. The World Service had stated that it aims to save 28.5 million pounds by closing Persian and Arabic radio services as part of a more considerable effort to save 500 million pounds yearly. The corporation will also stop producing radio content in 10 other languages, including Chinese and Hindi. The BBC has said that the cuts result from years of UK government-imposed limits on license fees, in addition to the rising cost of producing programs. This is a short clip from the final BBC Persian broadcast on March 26th. و شنوندگان که در این سالها با ما همراه بودید خیلی ساده نیست که برای همیشه و بعد از این همه سال با شما خداحافظی کنیم اما همچنان میتونید برنامه های ما رو در وبسایت شبکه های اجتماعی و تلویزیون فارسی بی بی سی ببینید و ما رو اونجا دنبال کنید And that was it for the Persian service of the BBC. And I promised you some music from Mystery Island in Vanuatu to end the program today. So here it is. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio, researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week, new radio developments in Europe and Africa, old American short-term shortwave stations, and our Indian DX report. WaveScan is heard weekly on KSDA in Guam, AWR relays in various locations, WRMI in Florida, WWCR in Tennessee, KVOH in California, Voice of Hope Africa in Zambia, and IRRS Italy. Send reception reports directly to the station you're listening to. Reports for KSDA and AWR sites should go to qsl 
at awr.org. Other correspondence, not reception reports, can be sent to wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone. Thank you.